Well, you've probably heard about a tent city, whether it's in your neighborhood, in your city, uh, in a city in BC. Uh, We've had uh, many of them pop up and they generally are taken down after a lengthy back and forth. Often courts are involved as well. Well, my next guest says taking tent cities to to court is the wrong move. And Mary Lou Gagnon joins me now, an associate professor in the School of Nursing at the University of Victoria. Uh, Mary Lou, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, what is what is your take? And I know you've written a commentary on this. What What is the reason you're putting forward that the idea of going through court and dealing with tent cities that way is the wrong move? Well, first of all, it is a very costly move, right? Like going to court is, is going to cost a lot of money. We know from Super Intensity, which was the big tent city here on the courthouse lawn back in 2016, that it cost up to a million dollars in legal fees. So what we're saying, first of all, is just money-wise, it's not a good move. It's not a good move like um, in terms of proper use of public money. I think that money could be used differently and towards solutions because, you know, tensity exists because people have nowhere to go. And I think it's important to point that out. It's not an Occupy movement. It's not people rebelling and, you know, just trying to resist. It's basically people have nowhere to go. Um, And so that's important to understand that if you're going to put money somewhere, it should be towards solution. And with a million dollars right now in Sandwich, for example, we could house everyone who's currently at the tent city. And we've seen tent cities in other cities as well. And it does seem like it takes the court injunction to get to that point. Uh, Is there anything, though, that shows that when that does happen, when they are taken down, uh, that people do go into housing or do find suitable housing? Well, that's one thing that we've learned from the court and the decision at, in the, at Super Intensity in Victoria is that unless a, unless a solution is offered, unless people are housed, you can't really force people out. So it, I really have a hard time understanding why, for example, Nanaimo and Saanich will spend all this money trying to dismantle these 10 cities when actually there's no nowhere to go. So we've been interviewing people at, at the 10 cities trying to gather you know, evidence to go to court. And it's very clear that people will just be simply displaced. Uh, and I think there is a responsibility that instead of fighting the camp residents, uh, the 10 city residents, to actually look at solutions, because at the end of the day, the likelihood of the courts turning back onto the municipalities and saying, you guys have to provide a solution. We can't just displace people. Um, they have nowhere to go. Uh, and what about the tent cities themselves in that are they are they better than people on their own dealing with homelessness? Oh, for sure. And that's so clear. Um, I mean, th- just this weekend alone, we're interviewing everyone at our tent city here in Saanich and everyone keeps telling the same thing. They feel healthier. Um, they have less mental health issues. Like their mental health issues are more controlled when they're in tent cities because they have more space. It's less crowded. They have their own little house. Uh, people are doing, have access also to more services. So we've seen, um, you know, p- people, organizations that take care of connecting people to housing, going to 10 cities and being more proactive with trying to connect people with housing. So they have access to that. There's less likelihood of overdosing, actually. Uh, I was uh, talking to a gentleman yesterday who said that at, when he was staying at the shelter, he would see an over, one overdose a day and up to three a day. And since he's arrived at the camp three months ago, he's never seen one. Um, and if people overdose, there are people around that can administer naloxone, so the likelihood of dying. 
is very low when we know that actually in shelters, people are more likely to die of an overdose. Um, so, I, I mean, from all I'm seeing as a nurse and also a newcomer to BC, because I just moved here two months ago, everything that I'm seeing tells me that actually 10 cities is really the best option for people who don't have a house right now. Uh, recently in Surrey, and, and I know you you moved here not too, too long ago, but in Surrey, there was a tent. It was like a tent city. It was a stretch of road mm. in Surrey that was notorious. Yeah. And yeah. it's been cleaned up now. People have found housing and, and have moved into various forms of housing. It seems to be that that was a successful transition. Uh, is that not a better solution than leaving tent cities as they are? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, of course, everyone wants to be housed. Like, there's no one that I'm talking to right now that wants to stay there forever. Everyone is desperately wanting housing. And that's very clear message from everyone at Density right now. Um, the ones that I'm working with, uh, is, it's just very clear that that's what they want. But right now, if, if, uh, let's say that, we're being taken to court and the decision is to dismantle the, the tent city, then there's, that's not going to be an option for them. They're just going to have to move somewhere else because that housing is not, it doesn't seem that anyone is currently working on the solution. Um, and I would rather the municipality here, also in Nanaimo, work towards solution instead of just spending all this time and money taking us to court. I think there would be a very easy way to bring everyone at the table. And in terms of local expertise, and I think that's, was also the intention of our piece that came out in the Georgia Strait was to remind municipalities that they, they have local experts that are willing to help that really understand this issue. They have people that have been organizing with 10 cities that are here locally and very knowledgeable about the solution. So why not tap into that expertise and bring people at the table and find solutions instead of just finding us in court? Uh, what about the the pushback that we sometimes see from residents, so maybe people that live nearby tent cities that are concerned with the, the look of tent cities, the, the possibility of well, or having tent cities in areas uh, that make pe- makes people uncomfortable? Yeah, and I, I understand that because I feel like there's um, very negative stereotypes against people who are homeless in general. So you kind of need to tackle that first. So, you know, people don't always understand, you know, mental health issues or substance use issues. And, and that's not everyone who's, who lives at 10 cities, but, you know, it's for the most part often includes a substance use component or mental health or just poverty. And I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of bringing people together instead of dividing them. I think media representation has been very negative, which is not helping because on the ground, I can say that there's a lot more support than opposition to 10 cities. A lot of people bring donation, water, food, um, you know, anything from, you know, bringing food for dogs as well. Like there's just like, in my opinion, and what I've seen, a lot more support than media tends to report. So the negative representation in the media does not help. I also feel like sometimes there are some fears that we could tackle a bit, you know, better than maybe just um, just build a tension between the neighbors and the tent city residents. And, you know, the reality is that, for example, I know there's been a lot of fears around fire in our situation here. And I feel, and that's the opinion of everyone at the camp too, that the fire risk has actually been going down because We've, the grass has been cut, you know, everything is being taken care of. Everyone is very, under, you know, understands the basics of fire safety. There's been like precautions that have, that have been taken by every camp resident. So we've actually made that space safer than it used to be because the grass was actually a big fire hazard in that area. So that would be nice for that to be also recognized instead of just like these fears, right, being um, um, intensified over time around the fire hazard, which actually 
I think has been going down. And so there's there's all that work that needs to be done around like not feeding into the negative stereotypes, building communities, bringing people together, and also acknowledging the support that has been uh, provided to the camp by the neighbors. Like not all neighbors are against um, the camp in our case. So rather than spending the money in court, what would you like to see? Well, first of all, we need we want to see some energy and some money uh, towards solutions. So if we bring, for example, um, there are different solutions that could have been done. Uh, for example, finding another spot so you can work towards finding, for example, like a campground where there are some um, facilities for people to shower and do laundry and things like that. In the meantime, while we're working towards housing them, uh, we could have looked into the option of tiny houses um, that work really well and are very low cost. And so that's already like two options that I feel would have met a lot of like what the neighbors are expecting, what the city is expecting, what camp residents are expecting. Um, and then just in general, acknowledging that fighting 10 cities is really not an option. Um, it's just costly and a waste of time. And it's also what it creates is just like a very uh, negative environment to work in. And it builds also tensions between the community and, and 10 city residents. And it's just it's not, it's counterproductive. Like the issue of people not being able to afford housing in this province is not going to go away. It keeps growing bigger and bigger. And we've seen a number of homeless people in Victoria and greater Victoria going up over the past two years. And that report just came out this week. So bottom line in this province, people are going to become more and more homeless over time. And we just have to realize what is going on. Right. And to be ready to work with them towards solutions instead of fighting them.